0: Welcome to Showboys, a podcast that delves into the world of film and TV. Hosts Nick and Chad take flight to Westeros in a song of fire and blood as they recap and react to the highly anticipated Game of Thrones prequel series by HBO, The House of the Dragon. So, what's the princess and the queen?
1: to the showboys podcast i'm nick and joining me is chad and we are here to break down episode six of house of the dragon the princess and the queen and you know shout out dad cap always for the banging intro music check that out we have the link in and we have his uh, sound cloud link in the description of the episode and other than that we'll tear right into it chad how are you this evening yeah, rough day
0: doing good doing good
1: doing okay <laughs> surviving doing all right surviving. surviving you're not you're not a damon on vacation no doing not not doing that great no no that's why i wore this shirt i, I feel like damon on vacation yeah pentos you know
0: <laughs> yeah i uh i really really enjoy the pentos thing there yeah
1: it's <clears throat> completely separated from like everything other than like um she gets a letter from Laenor, um yeah. about the happenings. Other than that, they are completely separated on purpose from the happenings in Westeros.
0: Yeah, I really liked that because uh, it, it's a callback. So that guy, the prince of Pentos there that's trying mm-hmm. to align himself with Damon. It's a nice callback to the original series because we remember Illyrio was in Pentos who did align himself with the Targaryens who were housing the two. Yeah. Uh, you know, exiled Targaryen children at the beginning of the show. So I thought that was super cool. There's a lot of cool callbacks in in this episode. Yes.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I, I didn't pick up on that. That's that's cool. That that basically the that's like the Targaryen safe house over yeah. there in Essos.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I I like that. Um, you know, was kind of like clear that out of the the air. So you know, we're, we're ten years forward in this episode. Um, they make that pretty clear And I'll see I do appreciate that they do Through dialogue Say it at some point in every episode When we do have time jumps Yeah um, In this episode Lainor says it to Vanyera, um In their little bit of a In their little spat About duty And Him mm-hmm. wanting to go off to the To the bar um, For three months And party AKA go to war um, But yeah I, I Damon You know as always Man of very few words. Um Reading. Reads a lot now these days. Kind of just vacationing. They got dragons. We got to see Rengar? Rhaegar? Vagar. Vagar. Vagar, Yeah, man.
0: Uh, Yeah, we were were talking about this in episodes prior that this dragon was going to appear at some point. This is the current oldest and biggest living dragon. Female dragon also. And... I knew as soon as the first shot of her on his back, his massive. wing was massive. Bro. I was like, that's got to be Vagar." There's no no way it's not. Yeah. So it's we, super we, cool to see her.
1: And, and we've is, talked about scaling on the dragons in terms of like getting their true scale. And like we felt like yeah. it was a little off at the beginning, but like I think they made it a good point. And this is what Game of Thrones is. I always think they're good at is actually adjusting over time. To things like mid-season, like you saw with Game of Thrones, like they did they'd make corrections as they go, and they absolutely drove it home that like these things are massive.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And this episode, man, it it feels totally different than the first half of the show, does it not? Like even the – it seemed like even the special effects were different. The dragons look way better. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, we didn't get any of the the panning shots – Except for a little bit of dragonstone towards the end of the episode. But I thought even Dragonstone looked better than than prior episodes. So it does seem like they're they're shifting. I don't know what it was exactly. I don't know if it was the the special effects, the camera angles. I don't know what was going on in this episode. It just felt very different from the get-go. Well,
1: definitely just you bring up Dragonstone. Definitely, I think that's just them taking notes from where they can improve, right? Um but also, if you watch the post-credit scene uh, or post-credit bit of them talking to the showrunners talking about it, they did, they did say they treated it much like a, a, a pilot, um, like, you know, a second pilot here because of how much change is not just a 10-year jump, but also we get kind of like four or five re- uh, recasts. Um, yeah. Basically, all the prior children are now adults and have children. Which right. I think is such a cool element to do so well in a single season, let alone like a series. They did it in a single season, yeah. um, to where we're kind of already moved on in the generational thing. We kind of have three, definitely three generations, but like we, we have these weird overlaps where, you know, Viserys is like grandpa, yeah. And then you know, <laughs> we get the we get the proposed marriage of his grandchild to his son, right? Right, like, yeah, yeah. Um for things like that. So it gets really kind of messy in terms of like how many generations we're counting here, but definitely three. Three yeah. solid generations of um people of the same age.
0: Yeah, definitely. So we should definitely talk about the the recasting of at least Allison and Rhaenyra and how yeah. how do you feel about each of them?
1: So I mean I mean the four main recastings and maybe the only recastings um are the two Valerians, um Leonor and his sister. And then uh, Rhaenyra and um, Alicent. And honestly, Allison you have to put them side by side for me to know the difference. Like other than that, like you would think the the prior actor aged like yeah. five years, five yeah, or I ten agree. years. So I like, agree.
0: Yeah,
1: absolutely perfect. And my worries about Allison's character are kind of gone. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Uh, that was handled so well. Like she looks correct. She yep. doesn't look too old. She doesn't look the same right which is important um because we we asked that earlier in the series like couldn't they just age them a bit because the like they aged him like a champ right he yeah looks ancient he yeah was 70 year old <laughs> 70 years old right now yeah um rhaenyra i think uh that one i would say is like second rung to how well allison is allison's definitely like the best like grew up you know grew up real fast there overnight in an episode um Rhaenyra is a obviously a strong second um i think the biggest difference is veneera is her character and like you know she's just so much edgier or like much more jaded right she's not yeah. as fun and, and um outgoing she's kind of definitely worn she's definitely weighed down by the thing she's always kind of feared and that's like oh yeah being a mother of like three children and having to do childbirth like she was right. so against that and you can tell she's just like The castle life, the castle wife, mom life is just not not for her, her. whereas Allison, she's thrived in it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would agree with you on both of those. I think Allison, this new Allison is significantly better than what we've gotten so far, both in the way her character is and this new actress. I am definitely more partial to Rhaenyra's younger actress. Mm -hmm. But that being said, I understand what we had to do here. We, we had to age them in some way and her character changes feel very real in the world as well. There's no, it wasn't jarring. You know what I mean? She's not the young snippy teenager anymore. She's been right. through some crap. She's on her third child at the beginning of this episode. So yeah. And I, I thought, you know, I said maybe at the end of the last episode that I was leaning a little closer to shifting with Damon and Rhaenyra for our little, our little uh, graphic down here. Mm-hmm. But after this episode, I'm, I, I think I'm firmly in Allison's corner. Currently we'll see. I, you know, there's, there's moments in this episode where I felt like Rainero was trying to offer up a hand, like trying to squash the, the feud between them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she was doing it with a, a whole heart or if she was like backhandedly doing it, but that made me a little bit more partial to her. I'm like, okay, well, she's maybe not the bitch in this situation. You know what I mean? Allison really right. comes across in the episode as a bitch through the whole thing. And uh, once we got to the end of this episode and I saw who I think is going to be coming on, coming back, at least from prior episodes, it was like, yeah, these two together, man, I'm fully, fully team Tower currently. Yeah, I figured
1: that's how I was going to sway for you. And... Um... Yeah, and it, that's going to be the tough thing, um, because very subtly, um, you know, Allison's kind of like just the, you know, the kind of the, you know, the Cersei, right? She's the queen, and it's just her way or the highway, and she's on to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Rhaenyra trying to, seemingly trying to make it work, but are otherwise problems she directly creates. It's right. so like there there's an issue. Where it's like you know who do I side with? Technically, Allison's right, but Rhaenyra's better about it. Um, but then you you take those two out of it, and then you look at what's around them, right? And so you have Allison, who is really just putting on the bitch face and has good intention, whereas like Var- Varys or varies, is that it? A- Viserys,
0: Viserys. No, no, no. The king. Uh,
1: no strong um
0: oh uh it's little finger too yeah it's uh i just saw this laris i think laris an it's l. an l yeah,
1: yeah it's, it's fairies but with an l it's, it's Larys. Right. um so yeah laris though and this is like her shock at the end is like she has these wishes and ambitions and like how she wants things and like here's a person that's going to execute them In a very like Cersei tone, which makes this makes her not Cersei, right? She's definitely not Cersei, um, though she plays the queen part, which Cersei always did. But here's um, Larys, who is the very will do anything, you know, to kind of work his way through. Um, And then you have Rhaenyra, who trying to make it work and all these things, but you have things like her her lover strong making a scene of things. Cause he can't, you know, controls temper. And it's just like this lie. That's just kind of out in the open. And it's like, well, that doesn't help the situation either. Right. Uh, yeah. So the, the strong's making the strong family make a huge impact on this episode.
0: Yeah. Um, for just
1: being introduced the last episode. So that's something to make sure people follow along with that. You know, that, that moment when I guess, um, the big strong brother went in and grabbed, Rhaenyra out of the crowd off the yeah. dance floor like I guess yeah. that was left an impact because like, yeah, they it did not too long after <laughs> right
0: yeah yeah it's uh, it's cool like I said man when we first saw this gimp dude at the beginning I can't maybe episode two during the hunt whatever episode that was I thought for sure that this guy was going to going to be some sort of schemer because he's like mm-hmm. sitting in with all the people that are gossiping he just has a very various little finger vibe going on you know what I mean yeah. And especially and I, it, it's funny because I think it's even spelled. Varus is spelled with you know if you take the L and replace or take yeah. the V out and replace it with an L, it's the same spelling. Andy has it up a, all the time. And he has a bug as a as yeah. a icon, which is you know, Varus was known as the spider. This guy is known as uh I don't know what that's supposed to be, a bee. It's like a beetle. Beetle, yeah. So yeah, I again I, I love his character. I think that Alicent really comes across like Cersei in this episode multiple times, uh, especially in her discussion with her son. She comes across very, very Cersei. And even though she's kind of, I think this is going to be her tipping point this episode where she sees that if she needs something done, it can be done. She's shocked that it got done, right? Because she didn't necessarily ask for this to happen at the end of the episode. So she's a little shocked, but I think that's going to be the tipping point for her character to not really care about the shock value anymore and mm-hmm. just try to forward her agenda. So major, major little finger and Cersei vibes in this episode for sure.
1: Yeah. And you know, two things there. Like first thing is um, his, the way he was like, you know, when the, the queen makes a wish, like, you know, I'm, I deliver. He had um, definitely the, uh, the faceless man yeah tone, like he sounded like that's something that that guy would say yeah game of thrones <laughs> um but also in terms of like definitely like the new this is definitely like a new pilot and you know we kind of just got the quick setup and then everything's gonna unravel from here um because we have allison who historically does have that shock value that innocence to her where she's like well holy crap like i didn't expect all this to happen like or like dad i can't believe like you pulled all these little strings and just all this stuff happened that I didn't really intend to. Yeah. Um. So this was kind of like probably her last moment of behaving that way where she was like, Laris, I can't believe you did this. And then like, I think that power factor is going to click after this. Yeah, like absolutely. she can't walk back from it. Yeah. Um. But the same thing for Rhaenyra where we have a Rhaenyra kind of like, you know, she's kind of really stupid in this episode for thinking that, um, obviously her her Targaryen traits are recessive in the females, but uh, dominant in the males. Because Viserys like pumps out blonde haired children right. all day. She yeah. can't manage to get one off. Um, yeah. So just something so apparent with three children that look just like um, Mr. Strong here, absolutely, yeah. ha- Harwin. Um, and at the end of the episode, we get that moment where she kind of just says, "I'm done with the bullshit." Yep. Um, and she's not going to play the like, oh, I'm going to do whatever I want. And everyone's just going to be fine because I'm the heir. I'm the king's daughter, blah, blah, blah. She kind of just sheds that off at the end of the episode. So I think for both those characters, we get that last moment of their old selves.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. And I really, I, I really, really enjoy the what we're building towards here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this episode builds towards a lot. Yes. moving forward because we get multiple new characters that are i i would assume become very big characters and kind of balances out the dragon thing that we were discussing in mm-hmm. earlier episodes because we didn't know that these children exist and they have dragons so it's it, it's definitely balancing things out for the coming war but i do think we're gonna start moving quicker and quicker here we only got four more episodes left right
1: yeah but there's gonna be another season
0: yeah, there is. There is. But I, I mean, you're going to have to pop this war off in this yeah. season. Like, there's no way they're not going to at least start it. Right. Right. And uh, yeah, I'm su- I'm super excited. I know that I think, unfortunately, we're getting more time jumps with new actors again in this first season uh, because I've seen screenshots of, of coming episodes. So, hmm. you know, they've done really well with the time jump so far especially oh, yeah. this one. This is the most jarring. This is a 10 year time jump. Right. And I think they did a great job with it. Like it feels great. The only thing that I don't, that I wish we got a little bit more backstory on is like at the current moment, it just seems like Alison is this whole feud is over what happened. What we've seen in the episodes where we know it's probably been festering for this 10 years. You know, there's more stuff that is set yeah. this feud on fire. Mm-hmm. So I would, I hope we get a little bit more context of what that is because really she's acting this way in my mind because Rainier lied to her previously. And is that really worth the, the huge character change?
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just really relevant in this episode, this point in time in their story, because like here's the third child. That is a direct reminder of that lie and that, you know, that, deed and also you know equally like kind of odd too it's like here's cole 10 years later still like upset about you know his heart being broken so you know yeah it, it could probably definitely use a little bit more you know 10 years is a long time to like hold that grudge um but then yeah again, like i
0: think that I, I i think the cole thing probably goes much deeper like of course that the, the heartbreak is what started him on this path, mm-hmm. but Allison saving him there at the end he he is fully wearing green right now. Oh, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, you see that through the episode when they're teaching the kids, and you see how rough he is with with Rhaenyra's kids versus the other ones. But I do want to talk about the children because, and I hope you have their names because they were they were like rattling them off left and right throughout the episode. So. Uh, the um, Aegon recast, and, by the way, everyone, he's been yeah. recast, he's no longer an infant,
1: he is right. He's like 12, no, he'd be like 14.
0: Yeah, he looks, yeah, he looks, yeah, that's about right. Uh, that's actually David Tennant's son who played Kilgrave in the Jessica Jones series. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was super interesting. Uh, I love that. Actor, so I hope that his son can live up to the hype. Major, major Joffrey vibes coming Big off this Joffrey. dude. Big, Big Joff- Joffrey.
1: It, it adds to the Cersei thing Allison has going because yeah. her her oldest son is Joffrey,
0: right? And I think, and I do think that Allison, to a point, has because she mentions it in the episode. Like if if Rhaenyra ascends the throne, she can cut off any any threat to her succession. Mm. So I do think that. Do you, I, I do think that she thinks Rhaenyra would do that, kill the children to, to prevent them from starting I, war. I think but that's do you entirely
1: think, misplaced. I think um, it is
0: too, yeah. Because Rhaenyra
1: wouldn't do that. She has no, no need to. She's right. heir. Yeah. And like, Viserys has. Viserys is the middle point of all of that. He is the family. And like, there's no reason why... That should be perpetuated. That's still something that um Otto kind of instilled in her early on. Um now I think that was born out of a lot of fear when Damon was around, and it was just like yeah. a much more aggressive time when it came to, you know, it was much more heightened in the first couple episodes when they were all young and it was kind of controversial for him to name her the heir. Now, 10 years later, 14 years later, even it kind of doesn't make sense to still kind of perpetuate that thought that Rhaenyra would do that.
0: Right. Yeah. I don't, and it kind of brings up more questions that I answered because like who, and I don't even know if there is supposed to be a good and a bad side to this war. Right. It Mm. seems like both sides are kind of actually, you know, I say that,
1: but the other part of it though, that heightens that, idea is that the kingdom won't accept it, so there will inevitably be a war when Rhaenyra takes the throne. Yeah. So then she will have to kill them. You know what I mean? So there's like this, the fact that the kingdom will pick sides and not everyone will back Rhaenyra just means that there for sure will be a war. It's the same thing that Um Um, renice said to Corlys. K- um, yeah, Corlys. That just by simply marrying Rhaenyra puts their family in the line of fire for the eventual conflict. Cause everyone is so convinced that Rhaenyra being the heir and eventually queen will cause a conflict. So right. in that context, then yeah, it makes sense that Alicent knows it is inevitable that her family's life is in danger.
0: Yeah. It just seems like, especially in this episode that Alicent is far more the aggressor, And Rhaenyra Mm -hmm. is far more passive, even to the end of the episode where she runs away, basically. So, you know, to get ready to fight, I I feel like I'm I'm, you know, lining up on the wrong side of the of this war. You know, allison has got the the mad queen thing going on. So she seems, at least in this episode, to be the coming villain, her and her father, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, because this ushers the idea of bringing Otto back. That's the whole reason Laris did that because she just wanted her father back because he would be partial to her. Um, yeah. Whereas everyone around her is still kind of impartial. But she has her her lackeys. She has um, a knight, Sir Kristen Cole, and she has Varys, or sorry, Laris, The you know the the whisper.
0: Yeah, you know what the, we the, call the beetle? the beetle. The beetle. The stink. Beetle? Yeah, stink I, I did plug. love
1: that. I <laughs> did love that too. Like the scene where he sets up the death of his brother yes. and father he, he just drops with like the cane and like the beetle sigil i'm like that's not his sigil um
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's
1: suspect suspicious um, yeah
0: yeah i really i really dug that scene a lot especially because he makes them take their tongues out and stuff tongues and off he,
1: so they can't necessarily speak word right of what they
0: did what they did and i like the the look they got going on with the hoods and the little beetle pins and Very stuff hit ones. I was, a, for whatever reason, even though I knew that he wasn't down in that that dungeon, the one dude I thought was Otto for, like, maybe, you know, 30 <laughs> seconds of that scene, I was like, is that Otto right there? Like, they threw him in the dungeon? Dang, tough. But, um, yeah, maybe just a little too close to the casting there on that one. He looked like a dirty Otto <laughs> that's been in a dungeon, you know?
1: Yeah, gotta remember, <laughs> Otto's pretty old at this point, too.
0: Right. Yeah, so... Uh, I. I I'm, I'm super excited to see him back. I'm curious to see how the king is going to take it, how easily he's going to be swayed, if we'll even get to see if him being swayed to bring Otto back. I don't know. He's going to
1: be devastated about the news in general. We didn't really see his reaction to the news. Right.
0: Um, yeah, and uh, again, hall looking sexier than ever. Like, that castle is just freaking cool, man. I don't care what smoldering.
1: you say. I love the detail that it was the mortar just has like blood in, mixed yeah. in with the mortar. Like that's just gnarly.
0: Yeah. Like give me, give me a <laughs> horror game of Thrones series yeah. set in Harrenhal, like 200 years ago with like ghosts and stuff. I'm, I'm all for it. Cause that, that castle, even in the opening shot of the show, it's just haunting looking. Like, yeah. It's it's a very cool looking castle.
1: Yeah. And they had the Grey hall, like basically where everyone was running out from the fire and then the burning, yeah. sleeping quarters to the left um on the right you could see the like busted up main hall yeah. where that first scene is shot uh, in the series which was cool so keep i will it all say
0: though. i will say that coming up to heron hall it looks much much smaller than it yeah. does when you're like panning over top of it
1: <laughs> yeah it, was,
0: it looked like one tower in the in the you know the road leading up to it yeah i thought the same thing it looked smaller than it ought to have been right um
1: so you know rewatching the episode i definitely have like a standout character that's like my favorite yeah. and this also is what makes me very partial to rhaenyra and okay it's Lenor. um i really really like Lenor in this episode um yeah. he was kind of just like generic and bland like in the last episode when they set all that up but this episode like you know he's kind of got like a you know he's a com- he's like this weird combination of a um like Jamie and Tyrion like he's kind of he, he's a knight but you know he's also kind of like belligerent and yeah drunk um yeah. and just having a good old time and he's kind of dreaming of war but um I just really like the interaction and the role he plays he plays his role very faithfully to Rhaenyra, like for what he's there to do and you know they just I just really love their like plutonic, agreement that they yeah. have going on like it's it, it fits so well um and they shed it when they need to and even to that last scene when they're walking up on Dragonstone, he's there holding the baby like yeah he's he's just down for whatever and he's not really making a fuss about it or complicating the situation um yeah so it was i was i like, liked him a lot
0: i i did too yeah i really like his his new act not not, not that the old actor was bad i thought he did a good job when you know the younger version of him, but yeah, I like this this new guy way more. And at, for whatever reason, I forgot about that agreement. So I was like, "Does he know that those kids? Like, he's got to know <laughs> that those kids aren't his, right?" Like, yeah. So, um, it, you know, once once they sat down and had the discussion and, and brought it back up, I remembered it. But yeah, their their interactions through even that first scene where yeah. he comes rolling up that in the walk up the stairs, I think is hilarious. And, uh, you know, it, I I thought that first scene, the the birth was filmed very, very good with the with the quick shots back and forth to the to the maids and all that stuff. I thought it was really, really well done and uh, a nice drawback to her mom, like you said earlier, dying in the you know, it was very reminiscent of the scenes that we got with her mother when she was in childbirth. Mm-hmm. and we always know i mean we knew that rainera didn't want to end up in this this spot that she's in right now and she's yeah. she's in it unfortunately but yeah and that's it go, go ahead. ahead no you're good
1: no i was gonna say and that's the other like big thing that was in this episode was we didn't just get one childbirth right so like we're really laying on the layers of children here so yes we have we have the three um High towers, we'll call them to yeah. keep things simple. Um, three high tower children, two boys and a daughter. We have the three boys of Targaryens being Rhaenyra's children, but we also have two, two or three. Was that their third supposed to
0: Rhaenyra's?
1: Um, no, um, Damon's.
0: Oh, Damon's. Yeah, that was the third coming. Yeah,
1: right. Yes, yeah, so that was the third coming. So, um, we're about half and half on dragon riders too um because one of Damon's children can the other one can't that's a little bit of a plot line here um and i really love the detail um how she was explained to her daughter that she didn't get vegar until you know she was much older and i like how we talked about that dragon was just off somewhere and she you know in this 10 year span she grew up found, found vengar yeah. and tamed him as her dragon and I'm like that's a cool thing i kind of wish we could have saw but i understand i right. not kind of here to see that um, right <laughs> but but they do very good um at least from our perspective because we kind of know what's going on like in in the peripherals but time jumping to what's important and kind of pushing through these relationships but also like giving them some weight because I really felt the weight between Damon's Damon and his wife Um yeah. and like what they built together. And then she gets kind of taken away out of that picture. And obviously that pay and obviously um is strong boy toy is taken out of the picture. Right. So like, you know, we're, we're, they do these quick offshoots where it's, Hey, they have other relationships. Things are built and like, they have these very, they have a lot of baggage with them, but like, ultimately we know where things need where to they're click yeah. back up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm excited to see what, what happens with, with Vegar now that she is dead. Right. Yeah. Um, because that would presumably be a big swing. Whoever gets that dragon, because it, exactly. like we said, it, I mean, it's huge. So, and I I love the design. I think it, the CGI on that dragon looks the best, maybe out of any dragons of the that we've ever seen, including in game of Thrones. I like that it has like the old like gray hair hanging down off of it in that last shot. So I don't know. We'll see. Y- you would you would think that that dragon's going to make it to Dragonstone with with Damon, which is where I presume he's going to be heading. But something tells me that that's not going to happen. That dragon's going to go somewhere else. I have a guess, maybe who would get that dragon, but we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait because I don't want to make a prediction because now I'll make a prediction. I think that, I think that the, uh, the other Alicent son, and I can't remember his name. I think it's Amen. Amen. Yes. Yep. I think that he is going to get that dragon in some fashion.
1: Yeah. Cause they, cause they, cause they allude, they made it a point that he does not have a dragon. Right. And by the way, the dragon pit, which looks sweet on the inside. Um,
0: yes, dark and dark
1: and, dark and scary. So cool. Um, yeah. And finally we get the, the, point in which like oh that's the spot from game of thrones with the ramps and all that stuff um but yeah they they definitely is funny i think it's purposeful intentional that they had that bit on the Damon side of the world with the dragons and the children and how yeah. that works and then we have aemon here who doesn't have a dragon and he's like teased for it and belittled over it um and yeah aegon sucks um yeah <laughs> a lot he's just a big joffrey um, and
0: I, I i do think there are nods because I, I i do know that maybe i shouldn't even say it because it's probably a spoiler of some fashion but there there are nods to to aemon's character moving forward in this episode so i want to put a pin in that and we'll talk <laughs> about it when it gets here but it's yeah. it's in the scene where allison's daughter is looking at the centipede or whatever that yeah. thing is so uh, there will Put a pin in that scene for later, and we'll talk about it. That way, I don't spoil anything. But she makes a comment there that's that's a direct nod to his character moving forward. So gotcha. that that's what makes me think. Just the way that they set up him not having a dragon and getting teased for it, and then he he's going to end up getting the biggest dragon and being probably the most badass out of all of them because of it. But to go back to the dragon pit, yeah i i really really love seeing the inside of the dragon pit and we had talked before like how the hell that building isn't big enough to hold all those dragons they're underneath they're not even in the building they're underneath the building you know what i mean they're like in tunnels underneath which i thought was really really cool and uh it's almost set up like a coliseum did you see that are there like seats up there so are they having like dragon fights in that building um. It, yeah. It's I mean, it's a, pit. it's a dragon I mean, it, pit.
1: Yeah, I think there are some sort of like benches. I, I, I assume there is some sort of. um, Because they're training, right? They're training them. So there's probably some sort of exhibition once you kind of master your dragon and like everyone kind of shows up and like watches what goes on. And maybe at one time it was much more of a big deal. And maybe that's something that has since kind of faded. Just the yeah. same way the Dragon Pit's like completely destroyed by Game of Thrones time. Right. So i definitely think at one time it was much more centerpiece and maybe now it's just for training and like just at most like the court shows up to kind of watch like oh aemon or sorry aegon like has mastered his dragon and he's yeah you know put a show on kind of thing yeah
0: yeah, I thought it was really cool. I Once I saw the what seemed like seating areas in there, I was like, I, okay, fighting pits from Game of Thrones, dragon pit, like maybe this is like they, they fought in this pit at some point, you know? Mm-hmm. Dragon versus dragon for entertainment purposes. But yeah, I, I, I really liked the part where Amon goes down into the tunnel and sees a pretty big dragon. I don't know if we know what dragon that is. Uh
1: it looked like Laenor's dragon. The way could be,
0: yeah, could be. Um,
1: it looked like Laenor's dragon, um, but also it sounded like um, Rhaenyra's dragons uh, laying eggs because they made the comment about if uh, Car- Caraxes has like another bushel of eggs, um, yeah. That Alicent's daughter or son, they they would get one. Um, so little details there and there yeah i wonder i yeah. wonder how how the the egg the egg birthing all that oh yeah you know, how these, that all these works. dragon yeah. masters or whatever you call them like they're busy in the in yes. this dragon pit very well talk, talk about a job right yeah <laughs> i feel like they're i feel like they're bred like that's like a specific lineage of just oh, like dragon probably masters.
0: yeah probably yeah i hope we get uh more more insight into all of that I do want to talk about the small council meeting that you were just discussing where Rainera offers the the mm-hmm. hand, the, the plea. I, I thought it was hilarious. A the Lannister dude's back. Glad to see him back. We don't get much of him. I like that the one dude, I think it's the master coin, is just like so old and deaf that he doesn't even know what topic they're the, on anymore. The
1: racer is like we've moved
0: on yeah, to yeah. the <laughs> stepstones
1: or whatever. And he's yeah. like still talking about the and other. He's thing. still
0: talking about it. Uh and then I, I really, really like that. Like I said in earlier episodes, the step zone thing's not over. Even though we killed the crab feeder, I knew that there was more conflict coming over this territory. So we do hear that the Martells have now aligned themselves with the Triarchy, which, you know, you know how I feel about House Martell. So give me give me some House Martell on this and this is going to be like a dream come true for me. So exciting, you know, context of what moving forward here we might be on the cusp of multiple wars on multiple fronts, which would be kind of interesting to see, uh, especially for Allison's side, who would be fighting presumably the the war in the step zones while yep. Rhaenyra tries to chip away at her power. I don't know. It could play I, really good.
1: Yeah. Well, given the stance and this is another, this is another point for Nira and a minus a point for Allison was Rhaenyra had the better point in terms of like, we should have, made it a point to defend and hold the step stones, um, because it's, it would be probably cheaper to do that than, um, just to go to war again, where yeah. Allison's just kind of like, doesn't care. Cause it's not on her doorstep kind of attitude. Right. Um, so that's where I was kind of thinking and like, well, maybe, you know, Rhaenyra is going to pull kind of like a Damon or with Damon's help is going to pull Damon, um, and they're going to make it a point to go take care of the stepstone thing um, in terms of, like, they're going to deal with it to just kind of further grow their position. Because we also have to remember that what we completely did not get up any follow up on in this episode was the fact that Damon is Lord of um, the Erie, Right. Yeah. Um, so either that's left unclaimed to him or he claimed it and he's just been like absent. And I, I don't imagine, I imagine that is his. So, you know, we have Rhaenyra going back to Dragonstone. So, you know, there's a line to draw there where it's like the sea. Cause obviously they have, um, the Valerians and Corlys. So they have the sea. So you- it's kind of this line that goes from like the eerie right down the middle of, um, king's bay or what's it called is that king's bay um blackwater uh, yes bay. yeah blackwater, blackwater bay, bay. Yeah. and then like out to the narrow sea and down to the stepstones. so and then on the other side of that would be king's landing and the rest of the kingdom so there there is a slight territory growing that would become one side and then the other would be the other side they also they also discussed the business about um the phrase was with the there's two there's two familiar house names that they mentioned yeah, that were was, up in the riverlands
0: yeah it was the two families that that i had told you before in previous episodes were like they, they're always feuding i don't remember those names those aren't names i'm familiar with in game of thrones i don't think hmm. but they're like the you know feuding family that are always killing each other yeah. when Rhaenyra goes to storm's end and that fight breaks out with the little kid that's those yep. families they're feuding and then the other one was it wasn't Frey, but it was a familiar um, mm-hmm. but it's slipping my mind for whatever reason tully. tully tully is the is the house so yeah that's a call back to cat and her house and and the uh what was it the blackfish i think yeah was her her brother so, yeah, it's cool to get that stuff. And then, again, like the Martell stuff, I want to see, you know, right. I want to see. I don't know that we will see Dorn in this in this show. We'll see. It does seem that they've aligned themselves with a big issue, which is the triarchy. So we could at some point see that. And then I like the shots of Pentos that we got in here. It's like a chill place, man, isn't it? Like, it's just like a bunch of rich dudes hanging out is what the vibe I got. Definitely
1: like southern coast of the Mediterranean vibe. Yeah, very very arid, but like probably grow a lot of olives and yeah things <laughs> there like that. Yeah. And like they just kind of trade. They got their very Moor esque castle, which they yeah. kind of just call a big mansion. Also, it's, it's less of a defensive castle, more of just like a, a fancy estate atop the right. cliff hills there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that that place is. Pretty chill and they're basically just saying they just want to be able to say they have dragons on their team um just probably to exert more power over trade and just the area in negotiations i don't think they're like very warlike they're just like they just want to have dragons to say they have dragons
0: yeah they 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 make it sound like pentos is like the last in the free cities to not align with the triarchy right Right. So I think they're trying to avoid that and trying to avoid them coming in and taking it by force, and the dragons certainly would help. So, yeah, I, I again, loved all the Damon scenes we get in this. You know, he felt like Damon. Just uh, doesn't really care. He's just reading on vacation, like you said.
1: He He's such a, he's such a, you know, kind of goes where the universe takes him. Yeah. Character, because... Yeah. You know he he found some love, right? Um, had some kids, and he just really kind of wanted to separate himself from you know the politics of Westeros. And here, you know, his wife dies, uh, kind of tragically, but how she wanted to, um, and he actually decides to not kill her, unlike his brother Viserys, has decided to kill his wife. Um, well, did
0: did he do did he though? Because I, the the vibe I got was that he was on the cusp of making that decision and she bolted because she didn't want to die Um, in childbirth.
1: I kind of took his, his low dialogue uh, scene there um, and his demeanor is kind of like, it's not like worth the, the like him to make that decision. Like just. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, he, he, he's just kind of at the point where it's like, let's let's do less. Um, But I think, I, I took it as, like, she went off to do that because, you know, the child's essentially probably stuck up there at this point, or, yeah. like, it would be very traumatic for her to, like, not finish through the birth. So I think she knew she was done for either way because right. um, to do, like, the, the the C-section, more or less, was to at least have a chance to save um, the child. But, like, but it, like, not guarantees the, her death. Yeah, right. Um, But either way, I think she knew she was dying no matter what. But, but maybe, um, but yeah, she just didn't want to die on the birthing table. Like she does yeah. in the books. Yeah. She dies I like think... that in the books I saw, but. Oh, does they, she? They, they, they didn't want, um, they didn't want her to go out like that. They, so they added in the bit how she kind of dies by dragon fire. Like a dragon yeah. Spider. I think,
0: yeah, I think it was a good fitting end for, for her to be honest, because even when she was a kid, like ta- she was very interested in dragons. She was talking mm-hmm. about. Uh, Balerion with the king when they had their little awkward, you know, walk through the gardens. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, fitting in for her. I, I I mean, obviously she had to die, right? We know where, yeah. where Damon is heading. So, uh yeah, I, I was happy with her ending. And it was cool to see Vagar shoot his fire multiple times, actually, in the episode, because she kind of, like, sets him up with a fireball while they're flying together. Dude, they had,
1: like, some, like, you could see way down his throat. Yeah. And like, there was like some flaps in there and all kinds of like crazy details. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. He looked,
0: yeah, he looked really, really good compared to the other one. Not that the other ones look bad. I just think that, especially in the first couple episodes, the CGI was just a little. He just has a
1: really hearty look to him. Like he just yeah. looks like very realistic. Whereas like the other ones are like spiky and cool and fantasy looking. Like he just looks like a, Right. old, hard-ass dragon. Yeah. <laughs> just like, cr- you know, lived in a cave for the past yeah. 20 years.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it. Again, when you see him, or, or it's actually her, uh, Vigar's a female. When you see her flying with Caraxes, Caraxes, again, just does not move right. I don't know what it is. You see it again in this episode while he's flying up. There's just something off about it. And I... It, just, and I, it
1: snakes it. It's a I,
0: I know, but it just, I don't know. They're just not doing it very good, I don't think. It just yeah. makes it look very, very fake, Is flying. Um, I will give him points for having the most horrifying scream or or <laughs> growl out of all of them so far. correcty's growl is the best.
1: I mean, so. he was pissed about that fireball. Like, yeah, <laughs> all fun and games, but, like, that is something I feel like that dragon's not going to forget. Right. Like, I don't think that dragon forgets, like, jades against him like yeah
0: absolutely he
1: carries it all to the grave
0: just like damon yep yep
1: Yep. never forget (laughs) yeah um so yeah there there's also yeah the collection of kids that we have now that are all going to grow up um lots of potential for dragon riders there obviously the for nearest children, I definitely stood by Allison when she made the comment of Viserys as they walk up the stairs. Um, just like what she say, like plain-looking children, plain-featured kids. Yeah. Like they, they are pretty standard.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: like they look like the dad, and I right. and I had to look back at the last episode. I'm like, yeah, that is the same guy. Like he just he's like the same, just with curly hair and.
0: Yeah, his hair's a little bit longer, and he looks a little bit bigger. But it might be the armor that he's wearing yeah. throughout most of the episode. He wasn't wearing Very it. houndish armor. his, yeah. his hound. It, it looked a lot like the hound's armor. Uh, but I, I, I did really, really enjoy the training mm-hmm. sequence there. I thought it was really well done. I thought it showed that Cole was going to try to get any little snippet for Allison that he could get right. And I I think that's why he did it.
1: He doesn't like, he's not reserved at all. He's just like,
0: Oh, a cousin,
1: a brother, a son in front of like everyone.
0: Right. Like the kids all
1: heard it. Yeah. The king, Um, the
0: hand, everybody. Yeah.
1: And I like Viserys. He's great. He, He, he's even, he makes even more sense now that he's like ancient. Yeah. Um, because he's sitting there and he has a total granddad like comment where he's like to the to the hand who could care like really less or isn't worried about that but he's like look at that you know fight together grow together bond yeah, for life, bond for like, life so, yeah well like he has such a like not innocent but like not pathetic there's so, like just this this positivity he carries with him Way where too everything, much, yeah. Yeah, he's he's like that granddad where everything's just great. Like I'm right. so proud of just everything that's going on. <laughs> yeah. Um
0: yeah, definitely. Uh yeah, and it's funny because we why know why do my that, three
1: grandchildren have curly black hair?
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we know that like nothing has gone right for this dude. So it 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 it's a put a put a smile. He's Mr. Rogers. Um, he is, man. He is. He's just he hasn't let Literally every tragic thing that has happened to him in the show so far jeopardize him at all. He's just a happy dude with one arm falling apart. We I do want to mention that both of us were actually wrong on on his death. So I think you yeah. said that he wasn't making the time jump or he was going to die somewhere in the time jump. Mm-hmm. And I said that he would certainly die in this episode and he did not die in this episode. He's still so, kicking. Still kicking, which is... Uh, they
1: faked us out with the fall at yeah, the end of the last episode. For sure,
0: for sure. But yeah, I think definitely, like, without question, my money is on next episode. There, like, it has to be next episode, <laughs> bro. I can't imagine he gets much further. I could see... Well, he may
1: he'll make it to at least the end, if not the next episode, because I think there has to be that whole episode where he's just like they're going to have to devastate this poor old man. And like, he's just, no, he hasn't, nothing lets him down. Yeah. Um, he, he, he just stays himself. But like, I feel like that's going to be like, just, they have to drive that home and just like crush, disappoint well, him. I and think show, like make him bear fruit to like how in peril everything is. I don't know. Or he just dies like oblivious and he's like, whatever. Peace.
0: yeah yeah true I think that almost certainly what Rhaenyra does at the end of this episode is going to be that moment for him because Mm. there's really no reason that she should be running away right unless what we learn in this episode which is her kids are not with the Valerian but with the strong uh what I can't remember his first name doesn't matter but Heartland. that's going to be the only reason that she would run from from the heir to the throne and leave the the kingdoms, because that is true. Why? Why? What other reason would she have to leave? So I think that's going probably going to be the moment where he's like. The aha moment of wait, <laughs> I mean, <he laughs> shit's knows. real bad with my family.
1: Yeah, I mean, he knows he's just. I don't denial. think he does. He's in I don't denial. Think he does.
0: I don't think he's even in denial, bro. I think he's because he tells that story about the horses. Like that's not a denial story. That's like a, Hey, you know, kids nah, can have different hair colors.
1: No, nah, I think, I think that's just him reinforcing his denial. Like he's making excuses. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah he definitely knows. He just chooses not to. Um, Cause everyone around him has said, made that comment. Like Christian Cole said, he for sure knows. Yeah, Even the hand said like, I don't know why he chooses not to see it with his own eyes, uh, but that's the only f- like flimsy shield that is protecting you right now is the fact that he doesn't see it. Right. Um, and obviously, yeah, I mean, also he also said it again to Allison, like these are grave accusations, you know, that you're kind of tossing around with almost certainty. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's, that's the tough part where, she has a very valid point. She's not wrong, but she's being pretty vindictive about it. Um, yeah. Me directly or indirectly, whether it's directly with Cole um, or indirectly with Laris.
0: Yeah. And uh, I also want to talk uh, about our boy Aegon standing up in the window. <sighs> like man bro like major joffrey vibes right not awkward. even joffrey vibes because joffrey like had no interest in that stuff like he just right. wanted to kill shit like he's yeah. just yeah it's totally awkward standing up in the window he's gonna like over king's he, landing like, over king's landing yeah <laughs> yeah but,
1: um i mean there there, there's that but then like his mom just walks in and is like doesn't pay it no mind
0: doesn't even phase her Doesn't faze her at all that he she just walked on on her 14 year old son up in the window of all places, just wanking it up at the window. But I I really like that scene because that is really where I think her character moving forward is going to come. Like she comes out in that in that scene where she grabs him by the face and, and yells at him, basically. And I think we're gonna see a lot more of that moving forward. So Again, just another another scene in this episode to really drive home that Allison is completely different from the Allison that we know. That that Allison died at the wedding in the last episode, and this is the new Allison, and I'm loving it, dude. I absolutely love it. So, hopefully, I mean, she might <laughs> she she's seeming like she could be the villain of the show. But is there a villain? That's what what I wanted to discuss because there's really shitty people on both sides of this like who's good who's bad I mean we we obviously have our our opinions like you you obviously I would imagine line up on on Rhaenyra's good side right
1: well yeah I mean it'll be tough um because there's obviously the will of Viserys like he's the king and Rhaenyra's the heir like there really should be no contest to that Um, Damon has, in this episode, had a change of character drastically, but I doubt that will last long. Um, Damon will definitely be a villain on the Rhaenyra side of things, right? Doing the horrific things that need to be done. But, um, I don't see much stopping Alicent from becoming that. I'll see Laris is already doing that. Cole will do whatever. Yeah. Um. So it's really going to be a stack of like who just who's more in the wrong and who's doing the most damage here, Um, which I mean, Damon can probably do enough damage to kind of out out damage everybody. Um He's just pure DPS most yeah. of the time. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I don't I don't think very highly of Rhaenyra's children like they kind of there's there's kind of bland and they kind of suck. Um
0: but, See, I'm I'm I, I think I might be opposite on that where I don't think very highly even though they're on my side. <laughs> I don't think very highly of Allison's kids, especially. I don't think Ayman. highly of
1: them either. Oh, like, like they're yeah,
0: he's going to be a monster.
1: I so think highly sure. of Damon's children. Yes. I think they're going to be awesome, but yeah. so far all the ones in King's Landing suck. Right. Um though um A A Amen yeah. is that the second high tower son yes. um i think I think he'll have re- some redeeming qualities um
0: yeah i hopefully I think he, so yeah i think I, I think so as well I'll be curious to see if he flips sides at any point during this it seems like it could be odd for him to do that but they kind of set him up to be like the black sheep of the family a little right. bit like he doesn't have a mm-hmm. dragon they're all picking on him so Yeah, it it would definitely be interesting. I know where that guy's heading character-wise, the way he looks at least. I don't know where he's going uh, with his story. So very, very interested to see how both of them turn out. I think Aegon's going to be a freaking turd, bro, to be honest with you. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, just... Some of the kids in this, you know, they go through that rebellious stage. Unless that uh, that
1: one lecture from his mother really kind of flips, right? Him and he's just going to stop beating it over Kingsland, yeah. Magically, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. Um, yeah, probably not. He went right back to the business soon as she left. Um, he's like, "Well, that was dramatic, anyway." Yeah. <laughs> um Finish what I was doing.
0: I do really mother. love how it was not didn't even phase her. Like, she didn't even mention it. She just nope. went right into the question.
1: Well, she, she was just like, get dressed. Yeah. Like, that's how she ended her right. whole entire ordeal. Just get dressed. <laughs> um, you're embarrassing. Whatever. Yep. Um, and she had a lot of good points, too. Um, it's it's definitely tough. And it's very Games of Thrones is in that sense that there isn't really a clear good or bad side. It's really right. a very, very complicated family matter. Is really the big difference here? Is like, this is just... And and Rhaenyra made the point at the small council meeting where it's like we are one house, and like yeah. you kind of forget that, really, right. you forget that. But like she definitely reminded me. I'm like, oh crap! Like yeah, like they are one house, which yeah. is insane, insane to think that. Like all of our main characters are one house, and it's just like who's siding with this part of this one house,
0: right? And we have so many different threads going on here, and like we said. I- You know, we were concerned that we weren't going to have as many as the original show because it's all taking place in King's Landing. Well, we learned that it's not really all taking place in King's Landing. We have Damon all over the place. We have other stories going on. But there's a lot of threads in this show, and I love what they're building, 100%. I love what we're building towards. And I'm super excited because I don't know the outcome. Like, I Mm -hmm. I, I don't know who ends up on the throne at the end of all of this. I don't know how any of this pans out. So you know that that has me excited to see going forward what happens now are they changing things from the books i mean it sounds like it it, little things here and there so they should be still keeping it fresh for people that have read the books but to be on the side that i haven't read the book at all i don't know this part of the history really either super excited to see it like i i have no guess at, at how this ends so far yeah
1: and you know Thank goodness the family tree is so complicated. Yeah, (laughs) because even looking at the family tree, I haven't looked at it since starting the show. Just before the show, I looked at it just to get like some names down and what's going on. I have some maybe like very hazy ideas of like at least who goes further than others, but other than that, like that tree is so complicated to draw on a chart. I'm like, for sure, I still don't know, right? Um, (laughs) I still don't know, like, because everything's just connected, it's just like a A mess yeah so so yeah i definitely it's definitely all going to be very new along the way which is exciting um and yeah there's tons of things to track too and they're doing a really good job with the ancillary support characters yeah um because already like in one episode um you know they they birth this beetle character who they have quietly set up for many episodes but All of a sudden, he steps into his own.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: And he's going to be a big player going forward. We obviously have Cole, who is going to be doing his thing. Um, And then trying to think. Well, we lost the Strongs, most of them. They're all dead. That was sad, though. I I didn't. I like the Hand of the King, Um, even though he was kind of like a pushover, anyways. Like, I guess Hand of the King wise, he kind of sucked because he just did his job. Um, right. <laughs> a good hand of the king is always up to more, I suppose. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Otto could be coming back. I'm, I mean, I guess it would be dumb to think he's not coming back.
0: Yeah, I think 100% he's coming back. But maybe this is where Otto doesn't
1: make it like you thought before. Like something tells me he's definitely going to die. Because yeah. uh, Allison can't really have that wish. Plus, he's dirt old too. Um, I mean, maybe he'll just die with Viserys. Like they'll be holding hands and just die together.
0: Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, for sure. He's coming back. I don't think, you know, now that he comfortably made it out of King's landing the first time, I think he's, I think he's locked in at least to the end of the season, uh, because he's got to come and be the, the, the tie win to, to Cersei here with, Mm -hmm. with Allison, Right. So, uh, I do want to make a prediction that we will see Cole and Damon go at it again and maybe a battle coming. coming. Good old sword fight. A little sword fight, a little drawback yeah. to the tournament in the first episode where he unseated, you know, Cole unseated Damon and then they finale. went at it. Finale, finale, finale for sure. Sword yeah. fight. Sword big fight, one. yeah. So uh, I think that would be cool. Yeah, I'm excited moving forward, man. And I think it's like, even though you said they filmed this like a pilot. It just felt so much quicker. There was more action. There was more substance to grab onto. So I think we're going to start really, you know, putting the pedal down here. Now we got all the, the background story out of the way, mm-hmm. even though we just introduced like 10 new characters and <laughs> it, it changed two actresses. But yeah. now, now's the time to, to hit the gas. You
1: know? Yeah, but all those new characters fit in so well because yeah. we we know their families' like past, and a lot of this is just kind of carrying forward family drama from right. like prior generations. Um, so just the fact that they are the children of who their you know parents are automatically explains a lot about them. Plus, you know, you know some of them like Aegon have easy lines drawn to Joffrey where it's like, yeah, we kind of get where his character is going. And a lot of these families, there's just so much like supporting information for these characters where they don't need like a whole entire introduction or explanation of what's going on. They just get to come in and be the character they're kind of supposed to be, which is kind of a cool thing about game of Thrones. And um, in particular is that everything's so interrelated yeah, you don't need a ton of exposition to be like, ah, oh, this is why this person became this way and does these things he does. That's right. as well,
0: the context clues are all over the place. Yeah, um, definitely. And I and I really and I'm surprised that you don't line yourself with Alicent more because, it's, like we said before, you're a big Cersei fan. She's got major Cersei vibes going on. She's got children that you could really tie to Joffrey, Tommen, and Marcella. So it's oh, like yeah. it's like a direct. You know ripple effect back to Cersei, and I, uh, you know, that's the vibes I'm getting, and it, it it makes me kind of feel a little gross being on her side. You know what I mean? Even with Tywin, <laughs> Tywin and and Otto, like they've got the the Lannister vibe from the original showdown. We have Cersei, Tywin, the three children. You know, the old dying king that's about to go out. Like it's 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 all coming together, very Lannister like. Yeah.
1: And maybe that just makes me think like I'm less a fan of like their actions and more a fan of like their specific like personalities. Yeah. Um. Because the actions and the setups all the same, but their personalities still are very different. Right. Um, and they're also Lannisters. Like, I just don't like high towers. I don't think I don't care for high towers, but yeah. I like Lannisters. Like, yeah. <laughs> the the very the the finely aged. Lannisters that we get in Game of Thrones versus these very like upstart ones like we kind of get here.
0: Right. So yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that is that's an interesting uh observation because yeah, I'm definitely more on the I mean, I always like Danny too, like Targaryen's, but right. now I like I like I like the very um very the privileged, the the established like power house. Like yeah should be the Targaryens in this one like they kind of have like the rightful claim. Lannisters, they just mostly have gold and like really good one-liners. Um so Right.
0: Yeah. And I think that, you know, I think lining yourself on that side. Like I it's hard for me to not be over there with you because I love sure. Damon and I love where his character's been and I'm sure I'm going to love where his character's going. He's got, you know, if I picture prior to the show a Targaryen in my head, that's who I would picture like from this time. And he's got that like wants to bring the Targaryen family back to Aegon's conquest, Targaryen family, and not this wimpy family that we've become over the years. He has. He just he
1: one he acts it out well, Matt Smith, but yes. also to yeah. Damon's character, it's just like he's that quintessential like rogue fallen prince yeah. vibe yep. going on for him, and like that just works so well, especially in the right context, and his character is so dynamic yet not dynamic. It's like fun because this episode for most of the episode, he's swung around and like, he's technically what he should be as like, Oh, he like is attempting to give up what com- like the, the life that completely made him a dirtbag, bag. Right. And he he's a very great person for it. Like he's fine. He's normal. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. You shut away all the things that make him, all his vices but he's gonna go right back to all those vices for because, sure Yeah, because his life kind of fell back apart um yeah but i mean now he's dead and he might have more dragons
0: three dragons. we'll see well yeah we'll see we have we well the have, one daughter
1: has a dragon
0: she has a dragon yes Second daughter we, have doesn't. A, we have a dragon egg she has a dragon egg that hasn't hatched yet
1: Eight so that years. could
0: that could come, yeah, eight years seems like a long time. I don't think he it's gonna out. hatch, but uh I don't know the time. To- you know i I don't know the life cycle of dragon, so I don't know how long the eggs take to hatch Danny
1: hatched three after like hundreds of years,
0: also valid, yes, good point, yeah, so uh, and then we have, like we said, I don't know what's gonna happen with vagar i I have a feeling there's there's no way it's gonna land up in the targaryen side of this war they just there's no way
1: yeah that definitely seems like an aemon snatch yeah. up however that falls out um yeah i do i do hope we get a lot more detail on vegar in general um and that kind of becomes like a nice little subplot point like we need to get Vagar um yeah. saddled over here on someone's team um just because Vagar's in the picture and maybe maybe Vagar is like he doesn't wanna be or she doesn't want to be single. Uh she needs a right. Dragon Rider. Um, right. Right. So like what what's gonna why is why is Vagar gonna decide to have a Dragon Rider after just losing one versus just flying off like it, it did for the past like however yeah. many years prior.
0: Yeah, she's over it. She don't wanna she don't wanna do that anymore. She had her time in the sun, now she's ready to to live out her life and, and and be the dragon she wants to be. Like and she a,
1: secretly doesn't like Caraxes. because Caraxes is right. like a snarly little <laughs> Yeah. Little
0: yep. So I think, yeah, shit. for sure that so that would line it with what, three, four dragons on the Targaryen side with Damon, uh, Rainer, Rhaenyra, husband,
1: Laenar, One of their kids has one, very little one. Um that's four. Right. Oh, plus Damon's daughter. That's
0: five. Yes.
1: So then we have
0: five and Agon. an egg on that side. And then we have yes, we have Aegon. Is
1: just
0: Aegon? I think it might just be Aegon, yeah. Because the king a the king doesn't have one. Not that he's gonna need yeah. it because he's gonna die. Uh Agon, They mention...
1: v- they have to get Vagar.
0: They have to. That's yeah. that's
1: gonna be that's gonna be the 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 showstopper pull out for them as they get Vagar has to be from Amen,
0: um, because yeah. it's just too lopsided. Like, we have four dragons yeah. in the biggest navy over on this side, and then the crown, which, not to say the crown is anything to they got, anything they got small soldiers, yeah, they got they have an army, uh, in one dragon, <laughs> so
1: and then you know they're going to be rolling the dice for that second one,
0: right? Um, and we don't know. Theoretically, we don't know how many dragons are down in that dragon pit, too, that are in King's Landing. Like, there might be more down in there, but it would seem like if that were the case, Eamon would have gotten one of those dragons that's down in there, right?
1: Well, it's tricky. So we know that they're gifted an egg at birth, and hopefully and ideally that hatches and that becomes their dragon. Um, But as we clearly see, just because you are cradled with it doesn't mean you automatically get it right um, because they do have to train it it yep. you know um they have to the, bond with it they have to bond with it um her reneira's son like barely has control of his they're still coaching him through it so there's that aspect of it and then there's obviously the cases where you can pick one up later on in life um probably through more of a organic bonding with it it seems right. like so i don't think you're gonna like be able to train v- vanguard be like you're gonna be mine now it's like no it's it's just gonna be um a natural thing that you kind of have with the dragon and it with you so there yeah there could be dragons on there that never like latched on to who they should have oh.
0: um
1: i would i would like to think that Eamon had a dragon. Did they know whether it just didn't hatch or he just didn't bond with it?
0: I don't know that they yeah, I don't know that they They just kind of said it. like you not like, have, a pig. One. Yeah. You don't have one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Yeah, so there's some details there that it's open-ended for sure. Um
0: Yeah, I'll yeah. be uh, you know, I'm 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 going to say that Alaris has something to do with getting Vagar, he seems like the dude to do that deed i I don't know who else would be doing it the other people that would be going after it are children so i think Mm -hmm. that he that that's going to be a play for him we really need to figure out what i was looking because they just call him clubfoot in the books so there's no beetle mention uh Uh, laris there's no so i don't know if they made that up for the show i dig it whatever whatever's going on there but yeah my my bet is that I don't know they steal I I have no idea how they how they get them but it's got to be a plot from him right in some fashion yeah and
1: um, I also it's interesting how Rhaenyra's children are named it's like Jace Joffrey um, and Allison has a point like those aren't very Targaryen names right? um, (laughs) for whatever reason whereas like Hers have Targaryen names naturally, um, and it's not even like a Valyrian names either. Like that's the weird thing. Like they're kind of named like Lannisters, yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, yeah,
0: I don't know. I you know, basically they're high tower names. It, it, or not? It gave sorry, me, strong names. It, that's exactly what I thought. It gave me vibes because she does get irritated with him for naming him Joffrey. Like, she's Mm -hmm. like, you don't think to ask me about my son's name? He's like, well, it's my son, too.
1: (laughs) And And she also really really appreciated
0: the blood trail in that scene, too, where she was like bleeding all the way down the hallway. When Cole was staying
1: at the door and facing away from them, like being real snooty, just like, I'm going to look at you. Right. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, it's, dude fell hard, didn't he?
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Lots of, lots of serious, um, details when it comes to just like childbirth post-childbirth like I guess she Rhaenyra is not breastfeeding like unless more time passed there I don't think so I think it's just like she was just not gonna do that so they're just trying to make it stop
0: yeah Um, I so they always bring up in the show and they did it in the original series too they talk about wet nurses a lot is that is that a nurse that can breastfeed I believe that's what a wet nurse is
1: oh Perhaps I,
0: I could be wrong. I might just be oh, making that, that up sense. in my head. So the,
1: the, the royalty might not breastfeed.
0: Right. That I might be left to the
1: nurse, like the help
0: and how that works. Exactly. Not sure. Like th- those nurses would have had to have had a baby at some point. I would imagine. Um, right. Like it, it's, it's
1: weird. Um Technically Um I've t- talked about this with my wife from time to time. Like just being around, Children can like make it happen. Cause
0: it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's crazy how their bodies work like that. So, um, or I mean, maybe like to be a vowed wet nurse, like you just have a baby at the same time. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I could see them being that like, well, queen's about to have a baby. So, um, one of you four or th- half, two of you four need to, uh, get pregnant ASAP and have a baby at the same time. Right. Um, so no, that makes <laughs> sense why they're kind of like force, you know not embracing the breastfeeding they're just kind of like trying to make it stop because yeah. once the milk dries up um it'll be better so yeah that makes sense that there would be um yeah i think nurses. i'm almost
0: yeah i'm almost certain that's sounds what right. a wet. that's what a wet nurse is because i think oberon said something about elia feeding her kids of her own breasts and he wouldn't let mm. she wouldn't let the wet nurse touch them so i think almost certainly i'm right on that so yeah yeah, I don't know where we were going with that. Talking about breastfeeding, no, all of a sudden.
1: <laughs> no, it's just it's just like um, you know, we get two child like a lot of details in that. Yeah, in for that sure. term, like the queen also very rudely makes Rhaenyra walk to her chambers
0: now, in her defense because I am on her side. Okay. She asked for the baby, not for Rhaenyra.
1: Yeah, but you're not Rhaenyra. Just, gonna...
0: just just took it upon herself to bring the baby up there. This is true, but.
1: <laughs> I also, as Ranira, would not trust Allison. Right.
0: Yeah. True.
1: That's a bold thing not to trust her either. But at the same time, like Lenor could have taken the baby there. But I also think um, that's Ranira just being like, not letting her win. Right. Like, fine. If you're gonna, you're gonna make me um, do this like terrible thing in the first place. Right. So like, but there's just so many like good liners like throughout whether it was like her walking there her and laner's conversation like you said earlier fantastic
0: yeah so um, good. yeah
1: and the very uh the just the 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 blow blows when allison's like you know keep trying Lanor. eventually one of them yeah look like you
0: yeah um, right
1: it's just like wow um so yeah it's just a lot of a lot of crazy details around there um and yeah, we get she's... two we get two childbirths, and obviously you can't have two successful childbirths, let alone nah. one in one episode. So never,
0: yeah. Um <laughs>
1: the second one doesn't go so well.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that baby's breach, I think that's why she's in the position she is Yeah, there. But yeah, I don't know. And the I'm doctor excited. guy,
1: the doctor guy's just like, I've reached the limits of my abilities. Of my yeah, like, of my art,
0: you... I think he's yeah, says. of your yeah. art.
1: Like <laughs> get out of here, you doofus. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he's so shocked looking too like this is never i'm sure this has never happened he's never had a baby breach that he couldn't get out in this world like come on it's yeah, gotta I mean, be like
1: he's treating it like like it's a sport like there's some skill set like he's lacking the right skill to he's lacking the like, art yeah <laughs> it's like dude you're like i think that's a show like he's kind of like a dipshit like yeah <laughs> he, he doesn't have like the like magic hands that just like make the baby fall out. Um, Yeah.
0: What's What's up with Damon ignoring the other daughter? Is it because because she doesn't have a dragon?
1: I think because her dragon egg, it didn't hatch. Yeah. Interesting. So that's a, that's, that's definitely a negative Damon trait, but I could see him being like, um, you need, you need a dragon.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Damon Damon's children must have dragons.
0: Right. Yeah, I'm uh I'm curious to see moving forward what happens to Blackfire, which is the sword that Viserys has, the Valerian steel sword. Mm. Who's going to wind up with that sword after his probably almost yeah. certain death in this next episode? Eldest son. Eldest son, it gets passed to, which would be A-gon. Aegon, unfortunately. We all know but, I,
1: what Aegon's gonna do with the sword. First thing it, he gets it, he's gonna right. rank one off on the on the sword. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love it,
1: and we're gonna get we're gonna get the scene too,
0: right? Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure, we'll get the scene. Why wouldn't we? It's HBO, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, the you know the HBO episode that doesn't have a sex scene, we get we get a teenager <laughs> wanking <laughs> it out the window over the city, uh, and then two two birthing scenes, right?
0: So, <laughs> Makes up be,
1: for it. There has to be something with like nudity and unpleasant
0: unpleasantness, unpleasantness. in every episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. I think that about wraps us. Did We miss anything? I can't think um, that we did.
1: Don't think so. Um. Um. Oh, the strong. The strong. Uh, the hand of the king and uh, his son, like on either side of the door, <laughs> like dying in the fire. Like,
0: yeah, brutal, brutal. That, that was yeah. her,
1: Harwin. Harwin. Um, absolutely brutal and. Laris, like, you forget, like, you're. uh, even I was sitting there, I'm like, I'm most certain, like, that's his family. Um, Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, like, you would
1: not guess that if, like, you just started watching the show.
0: Well, I think, you know, that, even though it's, they make it, they set it up as a power move for Allison, right, to get Otto back in. It also is a big power move for him as well, because he is theoretically going to take over Harrenhal now. Right. Because Mm -hmm. he is the last surviving son. So, you know, major Littlefinger vibes, man. He's he's got all the everything figured out, fighting all the battles all at once in his head or whatever Littlefinger used to say. So, yeah.
1: And and that's, a you know, just more direct consolidation of what otherwise would just be outlying kingdoms. Yeah. Or like directly in the fray here, because we have Harrenhal there. We have the Eerie for right. Damon, right so um you know what we otherwise thought would be like oh yeah Hall and king's landing where are they gonna go it's slowly kind of stepping out um
0: yeah definitely of, of,
1: of the king's landing shell and we have permanent re- residency in dragonstone
0: right with yeah. rainier
1: moving there with the family yeah so so i think the all the time in king's landing is gonna start to really kind of wither away
0: yeah i think so too yeah definitely i think Got set up I, for
1: the burning down of like half of it.
0: Right, right. That and, you know, uh, you got to imagine a lot of the battles aren't going to take place in or around King's Landing. No. They're going to take yeah. place in other parts of the world. So curious to see what happens. There's a lot set up war-wise, especially with the Triarchy. Like we could be seeing stuff across the Narrow Sea as well. We could make it to Dorne at some point. So there's a lot of different paths that can go to season two. I don't think we're going to see... I would imagine we're going to see much of the Triarchy stuff in the season. I think they'll probably save that for season two. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. I'm curious to see how much we expand moving into the second season as far as the world, like how much more of the world we start to see. Game of Thrones expand quite a bit. So
1: yeah, um, for sure. I imagine this will do the same.
0: Um, Yeah. I, I mean, this show is doing ridiculously well let's not forget yeah so this is an awesome first season for them so yeah I forgot to google the
1: most current numbers but I think even episode three like wiped the floor over like tons yeah. of power too oh for
0: sure yeah I think
1: it had 13 million viewers which is yeah I think that's what I saw 13 million viewers which is more yeah they hit 10 million. Yeah, I think it keeps growing.
0: It keeps growing, which is never <laughs> the case, literally. I I don't even think with Game of Thrones that it kept growing throughout the season. It's usually a, a you know a big viewership in the first episode and then dropping off continuously until the finale and then it goes back up.
1: Yeah, they but, have a lull kind of there in the the mid-season all the time. Um and yeah. then the finale just gets everybody. Um and I I'll, I'll make it a point. I ha- I'll always You have to remember that I'm pretty sure the uh HBO numbers are premiere numbers. Like you watch it at nine o'clock on Sunday, versus the best that Amazon can do is just say, hey, this many people watched it today.
0: Right. Um they could
1: probably they probably do have like first hour metrics, but the issue is like this is why I I think I want Disney Plus to do this. I want more I want timed premieres of these series because it just works so well. And yeah. it's just a better metric to say that 13 million people watched it 9 PM on a Sunday night, or generally within that time block versus like we released it today, you know, at like yeah. 3 AM <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> by noon, this many <laughs> people watched it, which yeah. is even an odd, odd metric too, because we're talking about people that are watching these shows in the middle of the day. Like, no, I want, I, like get everybody on the same plane. Like I'm not gonna watch these shows before 7 p.m. in the day.
0: Right. right.
1: I want. I want to know how many people are watching it. Like at the premiere. At, day, the, at premiere the premiere day. time. Yeah. yeah. In the evening. Yeah. Um, especially on a Sunday too. Um. So that's just such a strong premiere time too.
0: For sure. Oh yeah. It's like, got to be the bat. Yeah. And your nuts.
1: weekend. <laughs> end right. Your weekend like this. Right.
0: Um, yeah, definitely. Cause, yeah, cause and no I think that
1: grand plans at 9 p.m. on a Sunday night.
0: Right. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think that, you know, some shows, you know how I feel about this. I, I, I like binge watching shows, but there are some shows, and Game of Thrones was one of them, that was much better watching it live. You know what I mean? Yeah, because they're 100%. like, if you take spoilers for the original series here, if you don't hear it, you can back out, but. You take Jon Snow's death like we had to wait a year and a half to figure out that that he didn't actually die. And he came back maybe even longer than that, because I think it was the second or third episode of that season that we found out. So that that stuff is lost when you're binge watching it and you can just go right next to that episode. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't watch that many live shows. This is really it. You know what I mean? I, I I'd rather just wait to binge it because most of the stuff I feel is is better bingeable. But this is not one of those shows, and I have I have friends that are waiting for this to all come out. I'm like, you really should just watch it. Just it's watch good. It. Yeah, just watch it. Um,
1: yeah, and I I also I mean uh, this isn't even like tangible, but I there's this like weird like one percent of me that's like technically there's a lot of people watching this like right now, like right 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 now. Like, it's like when I'm watching Rings of Power, I could be the only person on the planet watching at that (laughs) very moment. Um, Right. (laughs) Meanwhile, like Game of Thrones, like, boom, started at nine o'clock. Like, there are millions of people that are just, like, watching at the same time. And that's just, like, cool.
0: And I think it was, like, either the... It might have been the first or second episode. It actually crashed HBO Max. And, like, I couldn't get on it for, like, 10, 15 minutes. So... That shows you how good the show. If it's crashing the uh, if it's crashing the app, that shows yeah. you how good the show is. Probably,
1: <laughs> I, I will say, um, Rings Power is getting better. Um, we're on yeah, C- we're on so. episode five, I think. Um, so it should be getting better by episode five. Um,
0: yeah, that's like a binge show for me. Like, I'll yeah, just, it's I'll a binge show,
1: and I think not not to talk about Rings of Power, but I think. The way they're setting up the season is exactly like a Lord of the Rings movie. So like, talking, talking, walking, talking, walking. <laughs> middle, middle act. They're like teasing the conflict, and then third act is just going to be like balls to the wall, awesome, right? So I think that's how this is kind of like arcing. So I'm like, oh, so it's basically one Lord of the Rings movie over the course of eight hours. Yeah. Um, is it?
0: Yeah. So eight episodes. Is that eight episodes? Okay. But
1: they're they're healthy, like one hour five minute episodes
0: okay cool
1: so um
0: and season two no season two season two yeah there is season two coming okay
1: amazon basically paid for like a few seasons out out the gate with like a a nice half b investment
0: yeah i would like to see (laughs) numbers wise because they spent a colossal amount of money on that series, did they not? Like an astronomical amount. No,
1: yeah, yeah. It was basically if you count if you count rights, they paid like a quarter billion for the rights, and then it was another quarter billion for um, the first like two seasons.
0: Wow. Okay. 250
1: yeah. million a, a pop. So, yeah, it, it's trend. It's up where around like half a billion dollars for the first two seasons, everything included.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would like to see the numbers of House of the Dragon, how much they spent on on that, look this first season of Right of House After of the this, Dragon. Yeah. We'll
1: talk about them. Um, well, as a preview, we will have a game uh, Rings of Power versus House of the Dragon episode. On Showboys, um, probably after October, after both series have wrapped, yeah, we will we'll break it down. So, Chad, you have to finish Rings of Power, yes, uh, by the end of October. So
0: <laughs> that that would have played a lot better when I was playing Elden Ring and I was like a little bit more interested in Lord of the Rings because yeah. typically outside of it, I'm like, dude, fucking boring, bro. Like, even yeah. after watching Game of Thrones and getting me into that. Highish fantasy, mid fantasy vibe, which I never was into even remotely. Still, still can't get into the Lord of the Rings movies. That's the difference.
1: And I mean, I watched this um, called Shadowversity, and he kind of like breaks down this. He's like all into swords and like does like real swords, talks about them, how castles are built. I've shared his videos before, but um, like the first episode, he was looking at, um, everything going on in the first episode of uh, house of the dragon. And he made comment of how like house of the dragon and game of thrones in general is more realistic than most like movies and shows that are supposed to be of actual right, medieval yeah. stuff. Yeah, Like the right. way things are aesthetically and like how they design stuff. Like it's technically more realistic than like movies that are supposed to be based on real life. Yeah. So that's one contrast with, rings of power is ring rings of power is like pure high fantasy like you're basically you know you're fully in dungeons and dragons yeah nothing there's no um and dragons or i always think of um total war um warhammer like it's all there for enjoyment purposes like there isn't really anything requiring and it's all just looks and aesthetics yeah so that's the one like like Soft point that Rings of Power has is it's like it's got that layer of high fantasy on it. Whereas Game of Thrones is very much embedded in like a very gritty, realistic world right. with kind of like real characters that just kind of have like problems. We get dragons in this bit. That's like yeah. really
0: high fantasy, but at the same time, the dragons are like pets. They're, yeah. <laughs> and they're they're oddly realistic in in the show as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even though they're not, but I yeah I there Lord there of the rings so like in the hobbit series
1: like um Smaug the dragon in the hobbit series like he talked and like yeah. he was like a gorgeous like high fantasy dragon like right that's not what dragons in
0: game of thrones are right and I think that's what the what hooked me the most on game of thrones was the realism vibe that it had going huh. on but I do I do really like a lot of stuff in lord of the rings like the who are oh, the yeah. the like ring wraiths or whatever? The black Asking. knights. Yeah. Uh they're awesome. There's bosses scattered all through Elden Ring that look just like those dudes. So uh can't get away you know, from it. Yeah, there's a lot. You, you can't really. And uh yeah, there's a lot that I like there. It's just every th- I, I think it's just the the blandness of most of the the you know, there's like action in like two hours of the entire first trilogy. <laughs> Maybe even less than that. Maybe an hour, you know, most of it's walking and talking. Yeah. So maybe I just need to I need to uh, download Shadow of Mordor on the Steam deck. Maybe that can kickstart my my drive to (laughs) to watch this (laughs) rings of power. You should play a go
1: find the third age if it's playable on like current systems. Great RPG. Yeah. Uh, turn-based like Final Fantasy RPG, fantastic.
0: Oh, nice. Okay,
1: fantastic. The Third Age. The only issue is like I don't know what it's playable on.
0: I mean, it is a
1: PlayStation Two game.
0: Okay, then it's playable on the Steam Deck. I can emulate it okay, probably. It. So I should look that up too. Cool. Well, we'll park it
1: here. We'll save. We'll save more of that for a later episode. Definitely looking forward to episode seven of house of the dragon like episode yeah. seven like we are over the hump here we are into the second half of the season we are gearing up for uh basically the finale and how we're yeah. gonna like close out this first season of otherwise something that's gonna stick around because uh it didn't for flop
0: sure. so for it's definitely sure. gonna fly It's yeah. definitely gonna fly yeah
1: cool well we'll see you all next week next monday uh, definitely tune in this thursday for the showboys podcast at 9 p.m., we'll be having some guests when it's been some stream team announcements. And I believe you guys will be talking about what top most favorited like PS2 games.
0: Yes. Yep.
1: That'll be fun. That'll be fun. I think there'll be, there'll be a lot of overlap there, but I don't know. Every time I cross that topic, people pull some stuff out of the woodwork yeah. when it comes to the PlayStation 2 in terms <laughs> of sure. like, what they played. And like yeah, everyone it when... was just on their own planet yeah yeah
0: (laughs) yeah. it just has such a massive cat i mean it ran like when i did the answer the boys thing today It was like over 12 years they were making that that thing bananas like into 20 something ridiculous like oh yeah it's like basically ps3 yeah yeah it was absurd so yeah it's just got a huge catalog of ridiculously good games as well you know what i mean yeah is there trash on it yeah there's trash on every console sure but there's a lot possibly the best catalog of games of any console nice that'll be a good topic yeah man I yeah I'm excited and the the other thing sorry I know we're trying to wrap up but the other thing like the sales number of the ps2 mm-hmm. versus the Xbox which is t- same time frame it was a oh, freaking yes. slaughter fest bro 155 million units for the PlayStation 2 and it was like 30 something million for the Xbox the original xbox. I was like, damn, I did not realize it was that big of a slaughter fest back then. Everyone
1: had a PS2. Everyone that had an Xbox also had a PS2.
0: Right. (laughs) True. Very true. Okay, sorry. Save now.
1: Thursday. Yeah, save for Thursday. Other than that, we're out. Thank you again, and see you next week.